Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos had their hands full on Friday, making moves to pick up player options and also taking care of business in rounds two and three of the NFL draft. We're going to break it down on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by Nugenix, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea by texting DRAFT to 231-231. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, the Broncos making some moves. George Payton in his bag had Broncos fans on edge a little bit before they made some of their selections. Who did the Broncos pick in round number two? Well, guess what? They got a running back that's going to come in and make an instant impact in 2021. Then they added an offensive lineman for some key depth and a linebacker. But before we get into the draft selections that the Broncos had in rounds two and rounds three of yesterday's NFL draft, the continuation will go on today as the Broncos won't have a pick in round four, but they will have picks in rounds five, six, and seven. But before we get into that, folks, the Broncos, George Payton, they took care of business with Bradley Chubb. They picked up his fifth year option, and more than likely, they could look to extend him during the season. And George Payton said after day two's festivities of the NFL draft that the Broncos, they expect him to have his best season in pro football yet. So if you're an opposing quarterback in the AFC West or in the NFL in general, and you have Denver on the schedule, you may want to watch out because that guy, Von Miller, he's also back as well. But let's get into the Broncos' second round selection in day two of the NFL draft. And the second round of the 2021 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos bolstered their running back room by adding Javante Williams. Very impressive running back. He's kind of that bulky 5'10", 220-pound bulk, speed, size, physicality type back. And he's coming to the Denver Broncos to compete, more likely at this point, for the running back two spot initially on paper. He could work his way into the starting lineup. But when you factor in Melvin Gordon's overall contract entering the final year of his deal in Denver, I imagine that Gordon's going to be the penciled-in starter right now entering training camp, but all things could change. But this is an exciting pickup for the Broncos as the junior out of North Carolina. When you look at his season last year in only 11 games of action, he rushed for 1,100 yards, averaging 7.3 yards per carry, 19 touchdowns on the ground. He almost averaged two touchdowns per game, and also he had 25 catches out of the backfield for 305 yards and averaged 12.2 yards per reception and three touchdowns through the air. So he comes in, he's going to provide a value right away. Now, I I feel like this is one of those moves for the Broncos where maybe Javante Williams is going to be Melvin Gordon's replacement after 2021. And the reason I say that, depending on how he plays, depending on what the Broncos view and Mike Boone, who signed a two-year deal this offseason, it makes sense that maybe you're going to have a one-two punch after 2021 with Javante Williams, Mike Boone. And I don't know what this means right now for Royce Freeman. I mean, Royce Freeman could be part of a package at some point, but I imagine there's going to be a training camp competition between Javante Williams, Royce Freeman, Mike Boone, and maybe even Levante Bellamy. But this is a pick that the Broncos had to jump up five spots to get. He was highly rated on their board. Denver didn't ultimately believe he was going to be there at 40 when teams like Miami were on the clock before them. So 
they jumped up five spots. They traded away their fourth round pick. They received a sixth round pick in terms of compensation. This was a pretty good move in my opinion for where the Broncos were at. We talked about running back maybe being a position of need. They go out and they get a very prolific playmaker who even Josina Anderson says she's talked to an NFL source who said that Javante Williams is the best running back in this year's NFL draft. And a lot of people have him as the top three back. Some people have him as the number one back in this year's draft. But his size, his physicality, his ability to make quick cuts, his decisiveness there is something that is very special. You're going to see some clips. I'm going to break it down in the Broncos film room on the Lockdown Broncos YouTube channel this coming week. He is a hard guy to bring down. And he is that perfect combination, in my opinion, for what the Broncos need. Everyone's talking quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. But the main idea, in my opinion, for Denver at this point is that they need a competent rushing attack. They're going to have a strong defense. And if the quarterback play can be improved, the decision-making by whoever the starter may be, if that's amplified, Denver's offense should be better in 2021. But now let's take it to the newest Broncos addition at running back, Javante Williams, and his initial thoughts of being drafted to the Denver Broncos. I'm just too excited right now. I'm just blessed to be in this position. Uh, this is something I always wanted since I started. Like, this is really the reason I started playing football at a young age. And um, just to be here, it's a blessing. And um, that's the other question. Nah, I didn't expect the Broncos uh, to be the team that I went to. I mean, um, just like throughout the process, it wasn't the team that I talked to a lot. But um, I remember uh, Coach Markin was at my pro day. So um, I'm just, yeah, like I said, it's just a blessing to be here. And I'm, I'm ready to get to Denver, ready to start. And some Broncos fans were wondering why Denver wanted to trade up five spots to get him. He wasn't going to be there when they were on the clock at pick number 40. And the reason was the Miami Dolphins, they were really eyeing him. And Denver wanted to get ahead of them. So that's why the Broncos made that move. They gave up a fourth rounder. But you know what? I think they made that value back by some of the other moves that they made going into round three. The Broncos, they traded back twice, folks. They acquired two third-round picks. They acquired a fifth-round pick, and they hold, obviously, six-round picks and seven-round picks as well. But Broncos country, we're going to break down the round three selections, what came to fruition for the Broncos, how it all came about, coming up here in just a moment. But before I do that, i got to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show, and that's our good friends over there at Blue Nile and Nugenics. And this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced in limited edition designs at fair price points. And 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life and using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring that's ideal for engagement. Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, and they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 And this collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. And if you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, though, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Com. And our good friends over there at Nugenics. Broncos fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231 231- 231. And this unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. 
And when the Denver Broncos got to round number three, George Payton, he got in his bag a little bit. He was willing and dealing. The Broncos initially expected to pick at number 71 in round three. The Broncos, they decided to drop back five spots as the Giants moved up. The Broncos received the Giants' fifth round pick, which is pick number 164. Then when the Broncos were on the clock at 76, they traded back once again with the New Orleans Saints, who moved up to pick 76. And they gave the Broncos two third round picks in return at pick number 98 and pick number 105. And those two picks turned into the selections of offensive lineman Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater and Baron Browning out of Ohio State. And these are two players that the Broncos were able to get an up-close and personal viewpoint of at the Senior Bowl. George Payton, obviously having a little bit of tie there to being able to watch these guys. Obviously, Brian Stark, the Broncos' director of scouting, at the college level, Quinn Miners is a tough, gritty, nasty offensive lineman. A lot of people are comparing him to Ryan Jensen. And the first thought, I think, for Broncos country is, who's this guy coming into her place? That's not necessarily the case right now. I think that Quinn Miners is actually going to be a depth option for the team at the guard and center position. He'll be that swing guy, which really goes to my point of questioning, what is the future of Austin Schlotman? Schlotman was in that role last year for the Broncos, being able to fill in as a center and a guard. Miners can do that as well, but he's going to have a chance to develop under Mike Munchak. Now, the Broncos have some options here when it comes to this offensive line move here with Miners. Graham Glasgow dealt with some injuries last year. The Broncos have an easy out of his contract if they want to after 2021. Then they could open up a training camp competition the next season between Quinn Miners, Natani Muti, and somebody else if that were the case. But this is a move where I feel like he can sit back, he can develop under Mike Munchak, and when you have 17 actual games you're going to play in a regular season, you can never have enough depth on the offensive line. George Payton said in his pre draft presser that they want to add more depth to the offensive line. They do it by getting a very underrated player, played college football at the D3 level, didn't matter. He found a way to showcase what he can do, and he impressed a lot of NFL scouts, and he fell to the Broncos all the way at 98. That's a good value pickup for Miners as the Broncos look to add that depth on the offensive line. And then they close out the NFL draft at pick number 105 with Baron Browning, linebacker out of Ohio State and the Broncos. They have another dynamic coverage linebacker. And maybe, just maybe, if the Broncos view the skill sets of Baron Browning and Justin Stern it highly. The Broncos' coverage package against some of these spread them out teams in the AFC West and the NFL could look very exciting. If Justin Stern could be that guy, if Browning could be that guy, but Browning, in my opinion, I, I've said this for the last couple of years, I've always I try to go through and identify what I believe is going to be a steal. And for the round three pickup for the Broncos, Browning, in my opinion, could be the steal of the draft for the Broncos this year. Draymond Jones was one of those steal players a couple of years ago. Browning has the elite tools, in my opinion, to develop and sharpen in Vic Fangio's defensive scheme. And Vic will find a way to utilize him to his strengths, being able to spy running backs out of the backfield, being able to spy quarterbacks that are athletic and like to get to the outside. He'll be very useful in that position as well. And then he can cover tight ends. He can drop tap back to the middle of the field and a hook to curl and maybe try to diagnose some of those routes that Travis Kelsey likes, the snag concepts, the deep overs. The Broncos might have an option here with Baron Browning. So training camp is going to be fun watching Browning and Justin Sternit and Josie Jewell and Alexander Johnson, but the Broncos adding some depth to the linebacker position, and they've built depth at positions of need, not just for now, but for the next couple of seasons. And shortly after Miner's selection to the Broncos, he met with the Denver media for a brief introduction. He'll be formally introduced at a press conference this upcoming week, but here's what he had to say about what it felt like to be drafted by the Denver Broncos organization. Yeah, it's, it's been an amazing process, you know, the, you know, be division three, have my season canceled, you know, a late invite to the senior bowl and to be able to climb up the boards like I did, you know, it doesn't happen very often. And I'm just, you know, really excited to, you know, get into the, the offensive line room and start competing and, and helping the Denver Broncos organization 
um, win football games. And I'll touch on one thing he also said, too, in his presser was that he's willing to play whatever position that the Denver Broncos ask him to do. And Mike Munchak, a guy who's as prestigious of a coach at that position as well as you know when he was a former player as well, that feedback, I think, will be really good for minors who, like he said, took the D3 route and faced a lot of adversity. He had to go through a lot of obstacles in order to get himself onto the name and the draft boards of NFL teams. But for the Broncos, they noticed him at the Senior Bowl, and I, and I went back to it a little bit ago, but he broke his hand in the Senior Bowl. And rather than saying, hey, look, I can't do this anymore, he was able to cast it up. He played through it, and he still manhandled players. So he's got that mean, he's got that nasty side, but he was going against some really good players at the Senior Bowl. So you do see this untapped talent there. Not quite sure how it plays in the Broncos' plans, like I said, in 2021, but he is a guy to keep an eye on this season and maybe even next season as a potential starter or even a guy that can maybe rotate. But I imagine competition wouldn't be bad for the Broncos as it pertains to the offensive line and, as George Payton said, having that depth. But now we're going to hear from Broncos linebacker Baron Browning. And I tell you what, I like this guy out of Ohio State, his speed, his football IQ. I said it earlier, I think he's a steal. But let's hear from Baron Browning as to his thoughts as to being drafted to the Broncos. It was a very interesting process. Um, I definitely thought I'd be going higher. But at the end of the day, um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Um, i definitely going to have a chip on my shoulder. Um, I'm just definitely, you know, just selfishly willing to do whatever the team needs me to do. And I'm, I'm just ready to play some football, to be honest with you. And another interesting note, too, he's not just projected to maybe be an inside linebacker. He can play a variety of roles in Vic's defense, but he is also an option for the team as an edge rusher. He played a lot of outside at Ohio State, and he could make that transition to some inside, but also to the outside realm as well. We know Debra has probably needed some depth there in this NFL draft. They didn't address it in rounds one or round two, but they get it in round three with a hybrid player who can do both. And we know that Vic Fangio likes players that can play multiple positions. It gives them a sense of long-term sustainability to be able to play and to be able to contribute at a high level. You know, I think I'm more comfortable outside, but at the end of the day, I play wherever they need me to play. I play kicker. My personal evaluation of the Broncos day two picks, I, I like the selections. I think that the moves that Dever made, they get impact players. They get guys who could be solid contributors, some depth options, and that's not a bad thing to do. And, and I think a lot of people forget that George Payton, coming into this year's NFL draft, said, you don't build your team through free agency. You build it through the NFL draft. So these selections are going to be guys that are in the organization's plans for at least the next three to four seasons. So that's something you can take to the bank and deposit. But when you look at the Broncos' remaining selections in today, Today's NFL draft, they do have six more picks. They have two round five picks. They have one sixth round, and they have three seventh round selections as well. And in round number five, it's pick number 152. The second fifth round pick is going to be at 164 that they acquired from the New York Giants when they decided to trade back and allow the Giants to move up to one of their spots. And then in round number six, they have pick number 219 and round seven, 237, 239, and 253. I don't know if Denver's going to be in a point where they want to trade any of these picks to maybe acquire more capital. Could Denver maybe trade one of their fifth round picks to move up into round four if there's a player that they like? I would be shocked if that happens, but at this point, I think the Broncos are happy with some of the hauls that they've had, at least in the first part of the draft. The first two days are super important, and here in day three, these are guys that could be on the roster bubble coming into training camp. They could be guys that are developmental pieces that you stash away for a couple of years, and maybe in year three, they come to fruition. How And then the Broncos will have to factor in for undrafted free agents afterwards. So there's a lot of opportunities. I'm looking forward to breaking down the rest of the roster with you this week here on Lockdown Broncos on Monday's episode of the show. But obviously, as day two concluded, we needed to have some recap 
on today's show. We're going to have some film review series on the Lockdown Broncos YouTube channel, so make sure you go to YouTube, search Lockdown Broncos, hit that subscribe button. We'll break the film down there, and also you get Lockdown Broncos here in video format there coming in the very near future, probably the next two weeks. You're going to have shows here every single day on the YouTube channel alongside your audio listening experience on your favorite podcasting platform. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to hear from George Payton, Vic Fangio, and Patrick Sertan after round one. Vic Fangio and George Payton met with the media. They talked about their evaluation of Sertan and why they decided to go with him. And we also hear from Patrick Sertan as to the type of impact that he believes he can bring to the table in 2021. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar. And help get me through the NFL draft, I utilize Built Bar, the most delicious protein bar on the market that has 18 amazing flavors. Yesterday, for day two, I used peanut butter brownie to get myself through the festivities. I sat in my war room in my office for six hours, being on the phone, being on the computer, typing things up, getting tweets out, getting content put out there. It was exhausting, and I needed something to pick me up. Built Bar was my go-to, and I love Built Bar because the bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Plus, Built Bars are healthy, folks. They're great for those who are health-conscious like myself. It allows me to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat because the bars, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high fiber. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com and using promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Following round one of the NFL Draft, the Broncos held a post-round one press conference with Broncos head coach Vic Fangio and general manager George Payton. They talked about a lot. They went into detail about why Patrick Sertan was the player that they selected, how the board fell, and a variety of other things pertaining to maybe some Aaron Rodgers trait discussions, the quarterback position. There was a complete outlook. We're going to break it down right here in the fourth quarter of today's episode, Locked On Broncos. One of the first questions that Vic Fangio was asked is, how does he plan on implementing Sertan into the Broncos? defensive rotation well as you guys know if you know you're playing a lot of five defensive backs a good bit of the time five or more 75 to 85 percent of the time so you know we'll have plenty of opportunity to get him in there as I mentioned earlier too he can play outside cornerback he can play inside he can play a hybrid safety linebacker type really depending on the package and he matches up really well with his athletic traits his size his speed his football IQ. We heard a little bit from Patrick Sertan a little bit earlier in this podcast about what he feels like he could bring to the table on day one for the organization. But in the long scheme of things, Patrick Sertan was the highlighted pick. He was the the talk, you know, good and bad amongst Broncos fans. And I feel like that emotion about Denver not getting a quarterback is starting to cloud, I think, some fans' view of Patrick Sertan. It's not Patrick Sertan's fault. They didn't go quarterback. They have a strong view on how he can fit into the team's plans, not only just in 2021, but even beyond. He could be a stable piece of this Broncos defense for years to come. Now, as it pertains to the quarterback position, we talked about it after the first round of the NFL draft on yesterday's episode, Lockdown Broncos. What about the trade discussions with Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers? Here's what George Payton had to say about that. You know, we're just going to focus on the draft right now, you know, and focus on Patrick Sertan and, and, uh, 
you know, what a great player he is, and we're excited to have him here. And my hope is that Broncos fans will come around to Sertan without looking at the quarterback position is just a big issue right now because I get it. We, I even went on Twitter about it. I addressed it. Denver's still not out of the running for Aaron Rodgers. Keep an eye on post June 1st, but I'm not going to talk anything about Aaron Rodgers or quarterback unrelated to the guys that are on the roster until something like that ever comes to fruition or more rumors start to heat up. So let's focus on the Broncos draft selections, folks. I get it. I understand the frustration. But outside of that, we got to take a look at the Broncos perspective on the quarterback room. And here's George Payton on his outlook, why the Broncos made the decisions that they did and the quarterbacks that they do have on the roster. Yeah, I mean, we're happy with the two quarterbacks we have here, you know, and, and, uh, Drew's, like I've said, Drew's been working hard every day. Teddy's going to bring, you know, uh, some experience to the room, some leadership. So we're really excited for both quarterbacks. We're always looking at every position, you know, and then quarterback's another one, but uh, we like the two we have. And to follow up on this, too, the Broncos, they did consider quarterback, according to George Payton. However, we know as the selection failed, maybe Justin Fields wasn't the highest rated player on their board at that position. It was. Quarterback was in play, definitely. And, uh, you know, the board just kind of fell where Sertan was there and we couldn't, you know, we couldn't pass him up. You know, he was just too talented, too unique, um, too good off the field, too good on the field. You know, I'm familiar with his dad, his family. Um, You know, it, it was a home run for the Broncos to get Patrick Sertan. And this is going to be something that many Broncos fans are going to debate about this offseason. And if we ever have a hindsight argument, I can see that. And I don't want to spend so much time focusing on, oh, they didn't get a quarterback. I, I get it. I get Broncos fans' frustration. Broncos fans have every right to be frustrated based on how things have gone for the team since Peyton Manning retired. And every year, it's the quarterback conversation about, is this guy going to be the guy, right? I, I get it. The quarterback carousel graphic speaks for itself. But the, the Broncos' decision to go with a very talented player, I can't be mad at that, especially for me, I operate on a defensive side mentality. You forgive me for that. Uh, but outside of that, when you look at the Super Bowl, you look at Tampa Bay matching up with Kansas City and having to cover guys to be able to do so. Denver has a defense where they can apply pressure and have the guys on the back end to cover, something that we saw in 2015. Not saying that they're going to be the no-fly zone 2.0, but if the Broncos can replicate that type of pressure and get to the quarterback, force quarterbacks to get the ball out of their hands quicker, and they have the guys that can break on it, Denver needs more takeaways, folks. That has been something we've talked about for the last three years. The Broncos need guys in the secondary that will create more takeaways. Patrick Sertan, he is that guy. Now, here's Vic Fangio's evaluation of Sertan as a player and as a scheme fit. What I like about him is that he was uh, shown that he's very capable both in man and zone. I think he has good eyes, meaning that uh, he sees more than just the guy he's lined up on. Good tackler in the running game, has good ball skills. And I think he has the versatility, although we really haven't seen it on tape, but everything we know about about him and what he's shown, you know, there's a chance that I think, good chance that he can play inside too if we need him to, meaning as the fifth or sixth DB. And this alludes to the fact that the Broncos more than likely will transition to more of a dime look this upcoming season based on their personnel packages. They were 75%, 85%, as Vic Fangio alluded to at the beginning of this press conference, that they were in that last season, and a lot of that was personnel, but Denver has talented personnel now where they can really mix and match things up depending on the team that they're playing. I guess maybe some of these more run-heavy focused teams, they're going to probably stick with their base package, maybe go nickel, but against teams like Kansas City, against the Los Angeles Chargers, I imagine we're going to see Denver in a lot of dime, which isn't a bad defensive scheme to be in, and if that pressure can get home, 
it will pay off. But the final thing I want to leave you guys with here today is George Payton talking about Drew Locke's reaction to the Teddy Bridgewater trade, what it means for him, and his conversation with Drew Locke and Drew's mentality from that move. Vic and I met with Drew together, and uh, you know I was up front with Drew. Vic was up front with Drew from the day I arrived and told him, you know, our goal is to bring in competition to the room. And he embraced that from the day one. We talked to him yesterday. He embraced it. He wasn't phased a bit. He, he, he embraces the competition. Um, he was great. You know, he, he's nothing phases him. He, he's, he's on a mission this offseason. Like I said, uh, last time I spoke with you, he's here every morning. He stays late. And so he's doing all the right things. And, you know, we're excited just to see his progress as we move forward. Shortly after he was drafted, Broncos quarterback Patrick Sertan, the newest addition in the secondary, met with the media to talk about how he felt about being drafted to Denver, reflected on the overall cornerback room that Denver currently has, and what he's excited to learn, especially as a rookie in the National Football League coming to the Broncos organization. Here's Patrick Sertan and some of his press conference audio that we're going to react to regarding joining a veteran secondary. I benefit a lot, you know, learning from those guys, uh, very experienced uh, guys in the NFL, you know, just picking their brain, learning from them each and every day. Uh, I think it would be a benefit for me. Sertan joins a defensive backroom that has Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, and Bryce Callahan, and a variety of younger players too, like Michael Ojemudia, who is talented in his own right. This is a team that more than likely will transition to a dime package as their base defense, especially against some of the spread-em-out teams that we see in the AFC West and the natural game now that's transitioned to the National Football League. You're going to see a lot of wide receivers, so you're going to have to match up with that personnel. It allows the Broncos, too, I mean, we are just a couple months removed from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having a real legitimate defense, a secondary that matched up really well against Kansas City's offensive weapons, and they held them to three field goals total, nine total points. Defense matters, and, and I know that things have fallen off from the sense that so much has happened in the last two months. People have forgotten that. But the Broncos, they have a defense right now that is built to compete against Kansas City. Now, for Sertan, what are some of his early goals coming into the organization, and especially in his rookie season? What does he feel like he can do? Oh uh, Yeah, I think I could come in day one and, you know, just make an impact on the team, you know, by my play, play style, by my play traits. I think I'll come in and make an immediate impact. And, you know, I've been talking to Drew uh, for a little minute. Um, you know, we haven't been talking about joining the same team, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of crazy how things all circle around together. Um, I know he's probably very excited. You know, I'm very excited to go up there with him uh, and reunite with him. Obviously, the Broncos' choice to go with an Alabama prospect. Two years in a row, there was a narrative previously to that that Denver never selected any players from Alabama. So it's really nice to see Patrick Sertan coming to the mix here for the Broncos, reuniting with his former teammate Jerry Judy, a guy he got to go up against a lot in practice, but also another element, too. He also got to go against some other very prolific wide receivers that went in round one of this year's NFL draft. But overall, in the draft process, how much contact did the Denver Broncos have with Patrick Sertan? I had some communication with the Broncos. Um, it wasn't um, a lot of communication, but it was some communication through some parts. Um, but when I got off the phone with the Broncos, the coaches were very excited to have me up there. Uh, they talked about how I could fill in the key piece, the key role in their scheme. And so, um, you know, but going against SEC receivers and going against Alabama receivers, of course, like Smiley and Waddle, you know, it helped me prepare for this moment 
every day and for the next level. And in the AFC West alone, he's going to face some really talented wide receivers in Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Tyreek. I mean, the list goes on and on about the potential guys he'll more than likely cover in his career as a Denver Bronco. But as it pertains to the Vic Fangio defense, there's some people on social media that believe that he's not a good scheme fit. Well, the organization tends to disagree with you. Here's Patrick Sertan on to why he fits this Broncos defensive scheme. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a very stacked defense. Um, I can't wait to compete with those guys at a high level each and every day. Um, you know, I'm just very excited. You know, I think when you look at it, all, uh, when it's all said and done, we're going to be uh, the number one defense in the NFL when it's all said and done. And when you look at the Broncos on paper, there is a real legitimate chance that you could project them to maybe end up as the NFL's best defense. We'll see if they can take that step. If guys can remain healthy, if Von Miller, Bradley Chubb remain healthy, the opportunities for Denver to have success are completely endless. When you factor in Bradley Chubb, Von Miller off the edge, Shelby Harris on the interior, Mike Purcell, uh, even Draymond Jones. And if the Broncos linebackers, obviously Josie Jewel, Alexander Johnson, continue to play the way that they played last year, you add in a mix and a little bit of a dynamic with Justin Sternid. And, you know, depending on who the Broncos take uh, the rest of the draft in terms of maybe linebacker depth there, Denver has a very stacked defense. And if they can get pressure on the quarterback, if they can match up against some of these wide receivers, I have no doubt in my mind that they have a chance to be a top five defense, maybe even the best defense in the NFL. That matters. And if the Broncos offense can play a little bit more competent and avoid those turnovers, Denver's going to be in a good position to win games in 2021. But for Patrick Sertan, coming in on day one, it's not going to be easy. He's going to have his work cut out for him. He's going to have to learn the playbook. What type of impact does he feel like he can have on day one when he joins the organization officially in the meeting rooms and on the field? Yeah, um, I think I, I fit well. Uh, I think I'm all around corner. I could fit in man's zone uh, anywhere you need me. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to uh, get in the playbook, understand the scheme, and, you know, just go at it. I could think I have a tremendous impact, you know, just with my experience and knowledge of the game with my high IQ uh, I think I can get in the playbook and learn it immediately and, you know, just make an impact on the field. And I'll tell you this, one glimpse at his All-22 film that I got my hands on has me excited. When the ball is not coming his way, he still makes it look good. He's a technical guy. Can't wait to show you guys this week here on the Broncos Film Review, breaking down their draft prospects. And day three of the NFL Draft will conclude all the festivities today. Who are the Broncos going to finish with their final six picks? of the NFL Draft. We'll have you covered on Monday's episode, Lockdown Broncos, complete reaction recap, and we'll grade the picks, and we'll talk about it in depth with Patrick Chioti and Mario Vitanzi. But with that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos. Until Monday, stay locked on.